Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Transcend with M. And today is a very special woman. Her name is Maria. She is making a lot of strides in the Hispanic community, and she's helping a lot of small business owners get to the next level, right, to the next step. All of these, you know, selfishly, I mean, she does have a business, but at the same time, you know, her selfless her selflessness is is amazing and i am just a little bit curious to hear a little bit more about her story because maria and i don't know each other for a long time but i've heard about her enough to make me curious so welcome maria to you know our 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 podcast here thank you monica it's, it's a pleasure to to be able to do this and uh, maybe um get an opportunity to bear my soul Yes, yes. So I don't know where you want to start, but I want to hear it all. So tell us who you are, how did you got here? What is that encompasses Maria's world? Like, what is your story? <laughs> Thank you, Monica. Well, um, my name is Maria Gonzalez, and I was actually born in Puerto Rico. Um, I came to, to the United States when I was 15. And I've been here ever since. I mean, I've been here over 40 years. So, um, but, you know, I grew up on the north of uh, Puerto Rico. And, uh, you know, my childhood wasn't like my children, my three boys that I raised, nothing near that. It was really hard. And, and uh, you know, my father was a raging alcoholic. And mm. I grew up with watching abuse and you know, I wasn't I wasn't the biggest kid in the block, but I was always protecting my mom, and and um, I always got the brunt of it. But I was I was on top of my mom. I didn't want anything to hurt her, and uh, you know, I my father disliked that because I was the only. There were three 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 girls and a boy, and um, I was always their protector. And my father despised the fact that I was not afraid of him, so he always said, ah. You're not my daughter. And I'm like, you know, my name is Maria. Nobody can take that away from me. Take the last name. <laughs> and, you know, he he was a really mean person for whatever reason. And he said to me, and Monica, this has been the fire that I have. It has taken me through my entire life. One day I was 12 and he said to me, that I would never amount to anything, that he he would, he was going to read about me on the press because I was either going to be a prostitute or a drug drug user. Oh and my God. this day, never been any of those things because every time I hear his voice, I was like, I'm going to show you. So I developed that I'll show you all personality and yeah. it served me well. Um, I came here went to school, graduated very young. I was, I was, um, I completed high school at 16 and I was on my way to college. Wow. And um, then I had my first child at 21. And, uh, and from there, then I had my second. And then the last one, uh, he's now, he's going to be 30. And, uh, you know, my boys never, ever in their life experienced one moment of me being so upset that I wanted to, you know, like in the in the environment that I was raised, because yeah. I made a promise to myself that I would never put a child mm -hmm. of mine through that. 
So my boys grew up thinking that everything was, you know, that, hey, we want for nothing. Yes, because your mother makes sure that you want for nothing. And um, once uh, the last, my last son was born, Gus, I decided to, I was working full time. I decided to go back to college and finish my bachelor's degree. Yeah. I graduated from UMass Boston. And then I decided, you know what? I'm not going to stop there. I um, I applied for BU, was accepted, and I, I obtained my master's from BU. And I'm the only one in my family that has a college degree. Um, well, the boys are, um, you know, the youngest one is about to finish his. But I'm saying, you know, my sisters and my brothers. And uh, that education allowed me uh, to expand my horizons. You know, through all this, I'm raising three boys by myself, working full time as a police officer because I was a police officer for a long time. Wow. And, um, completing my education. Um, there was a time that it's one o'clock in the morning and I'm writing a report uh, for class and I'm like, I can't do this. And I was getting ready to quit my master's because it was too much. Mm -hmm. And my middle son, Armani said to me, I didn't know he was standing in the corner. He says, you can't do that, mom. We believe in you. You're a role model. We love you. And I'm like, I dry my tears. Again, the fire that I needed to finish to, to go across that finish line. And um, I graduated. And at the graduation, there was only my three boys. So when they called my name, you know, and they were handing me the, the uh, diploma, the uh, person said, how many people you brought with you? And I said, just my three boys. <laughs> <laughs> but they were, so they were yelling, kicking, and screaming of joy yes, and proud. Yes, yes. And from there, we went on vacation to Disney, had a great old time, came back to reality. And yeah. um, then in 2006, um, I never thought that I was going to give up my, uh, my career as a police officer because I truly, truly loved it. And I, I believed that I was making a difference to the uh, invisibles which yeah. is the elderly and the children. So that, that was my focus as a police officer. I, I always, whenever there was a case that involved either one of those groups, I was the first one to volunteer. I'll take it um, yeah. for obvious reasons, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so one morning I, I get this call, hey Maria, there's, there's a suicide. And uh, I'm like, okay, it's kind of early, but you know, police officers develop this really twisted um, humor mentality because of the ugliness they have to see day in and day out. And uh, this is why I'm always laughing, always making jokes. Um, so I get there and uh, <clears throat> I thought I recognized the person. So, you know, I started taking notes and I called the sergeant and I told the sergeant, you know, call Boston PD. I think this is one of theirs and uh, call the ME and call the state police. And, um, you know, the sergeant asked, um, do you think we need the ambulance? And I said, no, trust me, no ambulance is needed. So, you know, I'm taking the notes, making the little drawing, watching everything. And um, something in the back of my head was saying, get ready, Maria, get ready, Maria. And I'm like, yeah. So the sergeant says, oh, yes, a Boston police officer. And all of a sudden, I hear over the minivan, over the fence, there was a house there. And I looked up when, when I heard, Jesus Christ, Maria, that's Denise. And I just look at him, look at her, 
and it was like somebody hit me with a sledgehammer right on my sternum. I just went back. That was my friend. And my brain was trying to prepare my heart. We we were together in Boston. And uh, I had just had coffee three days before. And I actually make the comment, Denise, you have lost a ton of weight. What's going on? Well, you know, the kids are autistic and, and working as a police officer. is just too much, Maria, just too much. I said, well, if you ever need me, let me know. I'll babysit. And she goes, yeah, right. So I left. And um, three days later, I was the one that discovered her body. And uh, that really, really hit me to the point that, you know, I was asking God, do you want me to stay in this path or do you want me to do something else? Uh, my grandson has just was just born, my oldest grandson, who is 16 uh, today. And... Um, and I asked God, do you want me to keep doing this or do you want me to do something else? Send me a sign. Well, be careful what you ask for it. Um, right after that, I um, I went home and I decided that I didn't want to be a police officer anymore. Um, I tur turned my badge, turned my gun in and my radio. And, uh, you know, the commissioner was, uh, the chief of police was like, don't leave. We need you. I was the only Latino Spanish speaking in the community in one of three women. So... From there, I left, never looked back, and uh, I went to work for uh, the state, um, the Operational Services Division, and I became the program coordinator for the small business program. And that's where I learned everything that I do today for the community and the small business, uh, especially the BIPOC business community. I learned it at the state. Um, I retired from the state in 2018, and I started my business in 2019, right before COVID hit us in the face. Um, so I knew everything there was to know about certification with the state. Then I decided, you know what? I'm gonna pivot and I'm gonna learn how to do everything related to federal certifications and learn as much as I, I can. And um, I did that. It took me it took me seven months, webinars. I actually put myself through all the certifications. And let me tell you, thank God this, you know, they sell color in the stores because my hair completely turned white. Um, and, uh, and here I am, you know, making connections, uh, networking. Um, I became a member of Labo. I love Elizabeth. She's doing a fantastic job. Um, I'm a member of um, Latino ADC in Springfield. Andrew is doing an amazing job. And then I met fantastic people like Paulette, Michelle, Ileana, you. So I, am, I know I'm in the right path. I know there's a need for what I do. Um, you know, I volunteer my services here in my community. Um, I became the first Latino board member in the chamber here. And uh, once I was in, I was running like somebody was behind me. Um, we're doing, you know, trainings for Spanish, training for the small business community. Um, a member of the um, mayor's office professional women's group. And I, um, next week, I'm going to be swearing in as a commissioner for the com uh, Commission of Status of Women in Massachusetts. That's amazing. Congratulations. I Thank didn't you. know that. No, no, that's a good bit. I was just waiting for the pictures, but, you know, I'm going to let the cat out of the bag. That's awesome. Well, by the time this airs, the cat will be out of the bag. So that's absolutely. And, and that's I'm hoping that in that position, I'll be able to to give a push to all the women that are in business, regardless of 
colored faith. You know what I'm saying? Um, I I hope that I'm going to be that voice in the and I know that. Uh, you know how they say the squeaky wheel gets the oil. You're going to need like 10 gallons to quieten down. <laughs> You're going to do just fine. And Thank you are going to be excellent at it because you are an excellent individual. So Thank you. how is the need out there, Maria? Because um, I know that you are one of the few people that is able to teach um especially the minorities in, in the Latino community, about how to actually succeed on opening, you know, a business, getting certified. Tell me about what you have learned in this journey about the need out there and how can we get a little bit more involved into being part of the solution? Right. You know, I, again, I want to say that I have surrounded myself with a group of women that are so driven, so outspoken, and um, and I, I love it. The energy just propels me to never quit, never take a step back. Um, you know, like Boricua said, para ni para coger impulso, no? Exacto, adelante. I, you know, I'm on LinkedIn and I see all these young entrepreneurs, uh, coaches, and I, I get, I really get re-energized every time I read their posts and I'm constantly reading posts and my admiration uh, for for them is, is priceless. So what can we do? We really, sometimes we forget how much we have struggled and we we have to make time to help those that want to but don't know where to begin yeah case in point i somebody brought to my attention that there's this young very young entrepreneur here in taunton she's um you know latin latinx she's from the dominican republic she was raised here and she's a hardworking mother of four and she had this fantastic idea but every time we she reached out for help they would give her the runaround and somebody took pity on her and said look there's a woman named maria gonzalez in taunton she's your neighbor give her a call this is her contact information yeah. i promise you you will not regret it from the first meeting which was last monday we were talking for three hours wow. and listening how much she struggled and when i tell you that she has a fantastic business idea and it broke my heart that people were giving her the runaround yeah. I sat with her and I created a roadmap for her mm. and I said this is what you need to do she was just looking at me shaking her head she goes how do you know all this and I said well years of experience and uh, um, you you'll get to benefit from that so now that she has a clear map to how to go from A to all the way to Z. This woman has been nonstop accomplishing everything that is on that roadmap. I, you know, we're all in this to make money. Um, it's very few cases that I will say, you know, I will, let me help you. Let me help you, but with the promise that you will always pay it forward. Mm -hmm. um, so I, you know, I know that everybody again, um, we all have bills. Yeah. 
you know, and we, we, we work for a reason. Yeah, exactly. We need to eat. We need to eat. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> but I truly believe that what you put out, you know, you get it on the other side double. I yeah. truly believe in that. And that, that propels me to till this day. I, uh, you know, I wish I could do it for free for, for more people, but I can't. Um, yeah. But I help those that truly need to be helped. And, and I hope, I hope that more of us would do that, maybe create yeah. something where we can deposit all this knowledge and have people go in and, and, and learn. I mean, yeah. all that information is out there, Monica. It is, yeah. it's, it's finding the time to put it all together in mm -hmm. one place to make it easy to not only women like Reina, who, you know, four kids working full time, but she, like I said, she has an incredible product and, yeah. um, or people that don't speak the language. Right. Um, right. That's a uh, huge, um, that's a huge hurdle because, um, so I'm in insurance, as you know, and 90% of my clients are minorities, Hispanic, Latinos, Brazilians. And from that 90%, I will say 75% to 80%, we have to communicate on their own language. And we have built our team trilingual. Like I've been learning Portuguese for the past year and change. Um, so I can communicate with my clients, right? And our staff, our entire staff, there is not one person. They all of them speak all three languages: English, Spanish, and Portuguese. That's amazing. Be because it is real. It is real. And unfortunately, we, you know, here in America, we there are certain sectors like health that do an amazing job about having everything translated on all languages and they offer, you know, translators. But when you go to anywhere else when it comes to business. Or, or mortgages or real estate transactions doesn't exist. It just doesn't exist. So um, it is so, so important. That language barrier is, I will say, one of the biggest issues as of why people don't succeed. And it's not that they don't want to learn. It is right. just they are brilliant people, but nobody, nobody helps them. Nobody wants to help them. So we have to step up. We do. Right. We do. We do. You know, one of the things I noticed a lot with within our community, the, the BIPOC business community, especially the Latinos, Latinx, Hispanic, yeah. but um, is the fact that when they come to me seeking my help, you know, I, I do have a form that I, I, I ask them to fill out because it gives me a better picture of what services do they need and where they're lacking. So sometimes I get this form back, like two lines filled. And I'm like, so you have you have an LLC and you don't have business documentation. Well, no, nobody told me any of those. And you don't have a license. <laughs> no, well, nobody told me that. And I said, so you've been operating without insurance for how long? And I'm just sitting here and I said, sweet Jesus, please protect them because I know they have a need. Otherwise, why would they be running a business? Yeah. But, and I tell them, I said, oh, we have to we have to clean your table and mm -hmm. get all this in order. And when they realize that yeah. how many moving parts there is to a business, 
they're like, can you help us? And I said, absolutely. And then I have, yeah. you know, again, I have people like you, I have CPAs, I have accountants. After all, I'm a consultant. I have yeah. a, a roster of people that can help them, which they're amazed. And I'm like, well, this mm -hmm. is a one-stop. De todo como en botica. ¿Qué encuentra de todo como en botica? Hay que hacerlo, hay que hacerlo. Hay que hacerlo. Definitivamente. And that, to me, was an eye-opener. Um, for example, there's a lot of, and I'm sure you have come across this, a lot of small businesses that they have no idea that they have to keep accounting for their business. So they mm -hmm. have their children, their brother, their mother-in-law. Yeah. And when at the end of the year, money's missing, I'm like, really? Who's doing your accounting again? <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that that's so funny. What? And that's I said, no, 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 no. Let me, let me give you, and you can reach to this, the CPA, the accountants, they all speak Spanish. Mm -hmm. I promise you that they'll, they'll help you. You can't yeah. have your brother-in-law do your accounting. No, you're going to go to ruins. <laughs> right, right. But, you know, it's, it's, it's so sad that it's funny oh. because, again, el que no ve es como el que no sabe. Mm -hmm. Period. You know, and you don't know what you don't know. So we need, we need this kind of collaboration yeah. uh, to to help all those that are behind us that are mm -hmm. you know banging around the road not knowing which direction to go yeah so tell me more about you know your passion for helping women as well i mean what you're just gonna get sword in is a huge you know uh role within massachusetts so tell me, tell me more how that came to be, the story behind it, and what are you trying to accomplish? Well, you know, like I told you, I, my, my childhood wasn't the greatest, and uh, I, I also have older sisters, mm -hmm. uh, and um, some of them were also battered women, yeah. and um, I was actually a battered woman myself because that's, that's what I grew up watching. And I thought that that was, that was the way. And um, then I realized the minute I became a mother, I became a freaking tiger girl. You, we all do, right? The it's last like time See, anybody put a finger on me yeah. was 39 years ago. That's the age of my son. Mm -hmm. And that was the last time. Um, I was okay. You can hit me all you like. Do not turn to my son. And that was his mistake. Never, yeah. ever. Oh, he didn't even finish. I just saw him go like this. And he was like, I sprinted. It was like, ta, 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 ta. and I just jumped on him. And I'm like, you're not touching my son. Get out. Until this day, I, I have become, and I became an advocate. Um, that's why I became a police officer, Monica. Um, because I wanted to teach the younger generation and the woman in my life that nobody has to hate you. Love by hurting you, that's not love. Yeah. You know, um, love by controlling you, that's not love. Mm -hmm. So I am um, very, I mean, till this day, I, uh, you know, my kids call me their pit bull. So, uh, <laughs> and like I said, my baby's 30 years old. Look at him cross-eyed. I dare anybody to, to look at my kids or my grandkids cross-eyed. Yeah. I, 
I have a granddaughter. I am very passionate about teaching mm -hmm. her. You have to speak up. Yeah. Do it with, you know, be kind, be respectful, but do not do not take anything that doesn't make you feel comfortable. Right. You do not bully, but you don't allow anybody to bully you either. Right. Um, and lo and behold, she's about to be 15. And uh, my son says to me, oh, she's you, mom. I, I can't believe she's a mini you. And I'm like, you want her to be that way. Yeah. You absolutely want her to be that Especially way. Especially on this, on these days where like there is, there is many different ways that that can happen. You know, there is social media. There is all these right. things that we we can't really protect them like we used to do back in the day, right? Like before, you will show up down the street and say, "Hey, why why is your son doing this?" Or like you know, now it is just easier um, to to be behind like screen or to hide and still do harm. So we have to teach them to become stronger. We have to teach them to, you know, understand that it's not okay. Not because it happens and it's public that it's okay. Um, right. It's, 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 I, I have an 11 year old and mm. she's so much like her dad. It's, <laughs> And I, you know, I thought, I'm like, oh my God, she's just going to be awful because, you know, she's very strong and very like, you know, not, not your business type of girl. Like, it's like, but now seeing, you know, how she behaves around her little friends and staying away from the drama school and all this stuff, I was like, actually, it is okay. <laughs> I have these doubts about, you know, my husband's methods, but, you know, I'm like, hmm, okay, it works because I'm more of a softie. <laughs> so, Most mothers so are. All Most she gets from are. me is like, let's hug and let's kiss and like, I need you. Let's just come and, hunt, you know, and, and, and cuddle. And I, you know, she sees a lot of the business side of me and, you know, she has adopted that. Like she has drive. She, you know, she every day she comes and she has a new idea for a business and she makes me call City Hall and like stuff like that. Um, but the the inner strength, you know, I, I I grew up in a very loving family and, you know, that's all I give her. Um, but, you know, my husband didn't and it's a whole different scenario with him. So I think we, we kind of do like a good team where like he teaches certain things i teach other things and you know she's coming around but i'm a little scared when the when the teens teens coming to play because it is it is a, a, a changing world but too it's like too fast and i don't know what tomorrow is going to look like right. um before you could kind of predict but now it's like we don't know we right. don't really know Right, right. You know, it's, it's not easy to raise kids nowadays. I mean, when I was raising mine, mm -hmm. it, it was, they were, that generation was known as the latchkey kid. And mm -hmm. all three of them, I was so, because I was a police officer, I knew the evil that was out there. And uh, they never slept over anywhere. 
Yeah. I'm like, if you want to sleep over, I need to go and do an inspection, talk to the parents. Let's see if they have any drugs, any guns. I mean, and they were like, you know what, mom? I don't want to stay. And I said, good. Yeah. <laughs> when you have sleepovers, I will make sure I will call the parents and I said, look, I'm a police officer. There's a gun in the house. I just needed to let you know that if that makes you uncomfortable, yeah. you have the right not to let your child here. My gun right. is in the safe. However, yeah. there's a gun in the house. And, yeah. you know, that's what responsible, responsible parents. Do. Exactly. 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 No, but, uh, and, yeah. you know, it's, uh, and it's so, it's, 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 you know, every, each one of our stories definitely has a, a big part on how we play a part in society, right? Like you became a police officer. Now you're helping people and now you're you're gonna be helping women um and 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 teenagers and you know we all have kind of like our stories carved out because we want to see a better future right because we don't want to leave it the same way we saw it once um because everybody you know this is one word world but everybody has a list, a different lens of this world. Like we could be living in the same house and we have two different views of what that world looks like, right? So what is one message of empowerment that you will uh, share with women listening today? You know, there are many floating in my head, but I am going right. to say fears always always be fierce yeah um there's nothing more breathtaking to me than when i see a woman speaking up regardless of what it is speaking up and i just take a moment and i'm on the sideline i'm like somebody disrespect this woman i'm coming after them and i'm just standing there i still know how to fight i was a police officer I'm I'm gonna be like, like you don't want to know my friend maria Hey. <laughs> you know, and if we yes. turn that woman into a young girl mm -hmm. and it's a young girl speaking up, my heart swells and I'm like, yeah. that's fierce. Mm -hmm. I love that word. I really, really do. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you, Maria, for sharing your story. Thank you so much for taking time of your day and, and being here with us today. I, you know, really thank the the universe for bringing us together because i know we're going to do a lot of work together and we have so many women in common and i love being part of this amazing tribe that you know we have we have come together without really seeking it right it's right. just it just happened so i'm really excited to learn more from you uh to you know uh continue to learn not just on a personal level, but you know, at a business level too, because we can help a lot of people together. And I think, you know, the beauty of of doing this and sharing all these stories is because we we have a purpose uh, to help, and we have a purpose to you know leave this world better than we found it. And I think, you know, we're very well aligned on that on that regard. So thanks so much. It has been a pleasure. Thank you for this opportunity and, uh, you know, looking forward to collaborate with you in the new year and uh, will be a, a, a huge success. I feel it.
Oh, we will. We will. Affirmations. That's all we need yes, to work yeah. on. <laughs> yes, Thank you, Maria. Have an amazing night. You as well. Take care, Monica. <laughs> Take care.